today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in our next guest. His name is Michael Almung, an assistant professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences at McMaster University. Michael, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for coming on. So maybe let's dive into this study. How was it conducted? Who did you uh, study? And, and what were the responses that you heard? So the, the paper you're referring to is actually an editorial that we wrote for the Canadian Journal on Addictions, where it's more of a review of the current state of knowledge around driving after cannabis use than an actual study of data that we collected at St. Joe's. And so the data he referred to about uh, the youth rates and the perceptions of dangerousness uh, were actually cited from a different study. Uh, but the purpose of the of the editorial that we wrote was very much to call attention to this problem and to raise some sort of concerns and some possible challenges to doing research in this area. We're just over a month away from it, and it's very concerning to me that one-fifth of youth, or, or any youth really, uh, has the belief that this might be okay. Well, it's definitely... Uh, what we see in some of the research studies, and in fact, some people uh, report that they feel that they're actually safer in driving or that they're a better driver after using cannabis because perhaps they, they uh, you know, slow down or pay, try to pay closer attention or be more careful. But the objective data from laboratory studies, and if we put people in driving simulators and provide uh, cannabis in the lab, the data doesn't support that. People show reliable impairments in motor coordination, divided attention, uh, concentration, the kinds of things that we think are very critical for operating a motor vehicle um, are impaired even if our subjective impairment doesn't feel as as large as we think it is. How is uh, being impaired under the influence of, let's say, cannabis as opposed to alcohol? Is, is there some similarities or, or many differences? Well, I think that there, the, the important take-home message is that operating a motor vehicle after any substance use, whether it's alcohol, cannabis, or any other controlled substance, is, is not a very good idea from a safety standpoint. Um, the impairments that we see may differ slightly between the type of substance. In the case of cannabis, we typically see impairments in things like reaction times, uh, the ability to divide attention between different stimuli in our environment, which you can imagine would be very critical if you're operating a vehicle, having to pay attention to the traffic in front of you, the traffic signals, people in the cars around you, possibly pedestrians, other things. Um, and so it definitely has uh, clear impairing effects at certain doses that, uh, like, like the data suggests, people don't necessarily... Uh, perceive that they have that level of impairment, but when we put them into uh, tests, they, they definitely show the impairment. Aside from the impairment aspect of it, the the enforcement part of this whole discussion is still kind of in the air as well. Very much so. Um, so there, there's been a movement to uh, find the, the most sensitive and valid ways to assess for impaired driving under the influence of cannabis. And there's a number of challenges that we go that we delve into in this uh, editorial piece. One of which is uh, relates to the biochemical nature of the active ingredient in cannabis, known as THC. So that that chemical can actually stay in the body for extended periods of time in the fatty tissue in the body, and it can differ widely based on your body composition, your level of use. And so some of these tests that are looking for that active ingredient may give a false positive. Uh, long after the psychoactive effects of cannabis have worn off. 
The other uh, concern is with the saliva tests that are uh, being rolled out by RCMP um, have been questioned in some of the scientific area and also among uh, public safety officials for their uh, their validity and, and sort of their, their scientific rigor. And just recently I remember reading something this week that uh, the city of Ottawa is not going to implement the saliva test that the RCMP is recommended if I, if I read the article correctly. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.